You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. And I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. And of course... On the Odyssey app, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. It is Mock Draft Monday, and we are now under two weeks away from the 2021 NFL Draft. And so, obviously, that's what I want to focus on today. I'm gonna we're gonna get to the mock draft part of this in a little bit. We've had a lot of discussions about receiver in this draft, and we've been we've been talking about a receiver as someone who could really impact the Packers for almost two years now. And we thought last year they were going to take one. And of course, I don't know if you guys know this, um, they didn't. Uh, And so they're left wondering, okay, how do you balance the upside of getting one with the value that that you're getting in in the short term, which is probably little, you know, you're probably not going to get Justin Jefferson with the opportunity cost of taking, you know, you're not taking a corner if you're taking a receiver. You're not taking an offensive tackle if you're taking a receiver. You're not taking a safety. You know, there there are other positions you could be addressing here. You still have Devontae Adams. You still have Aaron Jones. You still have Big Bob Tunyon. And you still have Aaron Rodgers. And so how, what is the return on that value? On the other hand, a, a good player there could be great in the short term and the long term. One thing that I that I think is important here, and Ryan Wood wrote a, a good piece for Packers News about Kadarius Tony, and he was the guy all season. I was sort of going, you know, he was he was the one that I had dubbed future Packer, future backer, Kadarius Tony, because he was just the kind of player Green Bay doesn't have, and we've talked about this a lot. This idea of get the you know complete your basketball team. You know, you've got the jump ball guy. You've got your rebounder power forward in Alan Lazard. You've got your speed guy, you know, your shooting specialist. You're the guy who can just sit in the corner and bang threes. That's MVS. And you've got your go-to score. That's Devontae Adams. You don't have that slasher type. That guy who can take the rebound and go coast to coast and get you a bucket. And there are, there are of course, different strategies to finding that guy. You could do it early. You could do it late. This is a draft that presents you with those opportunities. And in the middle rounds, there are some really, really, really good players that I think would fit that model. Dwayne Eskridge from Directional Michigan. Uh, Jalen Darden from North Texas. Uh, there's there's a, a cohort of guys there that I think you could get third, fourth, fifth round, and maybe even later. We don't know. The draft is wild, guys. I mean, the draft is very unpredictable, and so it's it's tough to project where you're going to be able to find value. 
Field Yates had a great tweet that, you know, if you're looking for a corner or receiver, this is a great draft. Scout Sings top 100. Those are the two most plentiful positions in the draft. And so there is this idea that you can afford to wait. Here's the thing that I think is really important when we look at wherever you're going to take one of these guys, assuming you're going to take one. Kyle Shanahan talks about this a lot. In this scheme, you don't need the pristine route runner or the guy who could become the pristine route runner that you needed in the Mike McCarthy offense. The timing of it, not quite as important. Of course, timing is always important, but not quite as important. You know, Doug Farrar used to call the Mike McCarthy offense a ballet. Everyone needed to be in perfect synchronicity or it was going to look bad. And look, we saw when it looked bad, 2017, 2018, there was not enough built in to try and create free opportunities where it was just create space and go. This offense with Matt LaFleur is a lot more about, hey, just create space. And so I think there's a very interesting question to be had about what does a receiver's value to that offense when so much of it can be done by the scheme. And we saw last year, how often did they just get someone free? You get Alan Lazard free on a double move. You get MVS free on a combination route where the safety has to carry the slot receiver in quarters. And all of a sudden MVS is running by some hapless four, six guy, or you're going to create, you know, through rub routes, crossing routes, mesh concepts. You're going to have Devontae Adams running free over the cross the middle of the field. And you just go, how does that guy who's the best receiver in the league right now get wide open? Well, it's because the offense creates those opportunities for him. So how do you balance that with, okay, the team could use this other type of player? Well, let's go back a year ago. The San Francisco 49ers drafted Brandon Ayuk in the first round, a a player that I think Green Bay was very, very interested in. And the Rams, even when they had Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, used the top 100 pick on Van Jefferson. A receiver who has, his appeal was that he was a good route runner. This is in some ways like the quarterback conversation in this same offense. So much of the scheme is going to do the work. What you need is someone who can do something outside of the scheme. The receivers, as currently constituted, this receiver room is able to get you exactly what the offense creates. So if you scheme up 15 yards of space and they get the ball, they will get you 15 yards, maybe 20 if you're lucky. And if they scheme up a shot play touchdown, they'll get you a shot play touchdown. That's that's easy, okay? That's, that's not the receiver's skill. But this offense is so reliant on RPOs and jet sweep actions and run game deception and creating opportunities for guys in space that creative run after catch players can be useful. And I I think back to Tyler Irvin and what they were able to do with him. He was in the building five minutes and they were creating playoff packages for him. Go back and watch early last season. That Minnesota game, 
Tyler Irvin's jet motion was a huge part of that offense. And they're running end arounds for Alan Lazard. I mean, I love Alan Lazard. I think he's a, a quality player. He is extremely useful in this scheme because of his blocking, his long speed, the big playability there, his big body, the frame, all that stuff. He is a very useful receiver. He is not the guy you want running your end arounds. But the problem is, either is MBS, and you just don't want to subject Devontae Adams to those extra hits. He's also not, you know, that super elite run after catch kind of guy. He's, he's good enough, but you don't have that guy. You really don't. And so what is that guy worth to your offense? Well, the 49ers last year on a team that, that had just come, you know, moments from winning a Super Bowl and was losing some key pieces decided it was worth trading up to get a receiver who could create after the catch, who had that, that unique athletic skill set. That could take the offense, what the offense gives that player, and elevate it and go beyond it and create that sort of receiver ability. You don't need them to be a great route runner because right away, it's not necessary. Can you run a slant? Most receivers can run a slant. Even DK Metcalf, who corners like a Buick, can run a slant. One cut, bang. Can you get the ball on a screen and create something? Can you get the ball on a crossing route where the scheme creates the space for you? And now, instead of you know the 10 yards that the offense creates for you, can you make two guys miss and turn 10 into 30? Or 10 into 40 and a touchdown? They don't have anyone on this offense who can do that. So what is that worth to the offense? Maybe it's worth a higher pick. Maybe it's worth a top 100 pick. Maybe it's worth a first round pick, depending on who's available. This is a, this is a question that I think we have to be answering. And wouldn't it be funny? You know, I had a media friend mention this to me the other day. Wouldn't it be funny if the guy that we were saying all along who fit this team so well, Kadarius Tony? Just ended up being the pick and we all overthought it. And we tried to go galaxy brain on it. And there the Packers are sitting at 29 and he's on the board. And they get a guy who's an outstanding athlete, who's a terrific run after the catch player and who was used at Florida the way the Packers would probably use him in the slot, in the backfield, jet sweeps, end arounds, running back, you know, option routes, legit full on running back gives out of pistol and out of shotgun. And then running routes from the slot. It's a pretty obvious and intuitive fit to see him there. And he's not the only guy like that. Rondell Moore, I get he's 5'7". Same kind of thing. Elite, elite athleticism. Ability to create after the catch. Slippery. And can actually run some routes. Elijah Moore. Love Elijah Moore. I know he's small. But basically every other box he checks. He's still young. He's an incredible athlete, even at 5'9", 180, or whatever he is. You know, he's got 4'3 speed. He has the kind of physical tools, the kind of athletic gifts that make you go, well, what if he's just Brandon Cooks? What if he's just Brandon Cooks? And guess what? We saw Brandon Cooks thrive 
with Sean McVay. Now, Matt LaFleur was was not there when they were there together, but you can bet he saw that. You can bet he saw that. And that's the thing about, about doing this early. This ties into the conversation we had last week about planning for the future. A receiver not only fills a short-term need, but a long-term need. So, you know, we the future of Devontae Adams is not fully certain, although, you know, we've had reports that they're working on an extension and an extension is close. Presumably that's going to happen here. And whenever Aaron Rodgers is no longer the quarterback, they're going to need some more receivers. A year from now, we could be talking about turning over the whole receiver room. The whole receiver room. Now, presumably Devontae Adams is going to be back, but even so, everyone else may not be. So, we have to figure that part of this out too. You have to put some guys in position. We know the Packers draft for the future. So even if you want to take the cynical fan view that, oh, they're not going to do it, they never do it. Well, it would fit with what we know about how they look at the future and how they prioritize using their picks. There is a pathway here to them using a receiver early. And how would it affect the rest of their draft? We're going to look at that in just a This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her or anyone's life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. If you're in the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she will treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They will not be around for long. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football will not be back for a while, but the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, they're all in full swing. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's right. Just for being a Locked On listener, you put money in, they will match it up to 50% with the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news and stay tuned for more info about our live day one draft coverage. All right, let's look at our mock draft Monday. We can do that by, by focusing on the first pick. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore sitting there at 29. I know he's undersized. I know it would be a little bit out of the ordinary for Green Bay to use a top pick, not only on a receiver, but an undersized receiver. I love Elijah Moore. 
top 20-ish talent in this draft. He can he could do everything you need in this offense. He was the Ole Miss offense. And he checks all the statistical boxes, those touchstones, dominator, breakout age, all that stuff. Outstanding athlete. Outstanding. The 40 time, the three cone, the shuttle, all that stuff. He has the speed, the change of direction, everything you look for. And then talk about toughness. Plays bigger than he is. He has tremendous hands. I think he has the best hands in the class. And so when you want someone who's going to create out of structure, who can take, you know, that little four-yard crossing route and turn it into 40. He can do that, plus he can win down the field. There is a lot of Brandon Cooks in his game. He can win from the slot as a deep receiver. He can do anything you want him to. Okay, now you have this awesome chess piece. Well, how does it affect the rest of your draft? You can still get so much done with all of the picks that this team has. They have so much ammunition. They have 10 picks. These guys are not all going to make the roster. So in this scenario, I used the Pro Football Focus uh, draft simulator. Got Dylan Radens at 62. And look, if he falls there, you're getting great value. I think he's a top 40 player in this class. And he can play guard or tackle. That kind of athlete, outside zone fit all day. If he were the first round pick, I would, I would really not bat an eye. So to get him here, you're getting awesome value. So, hey, guess what? You drafted two potential high-level starters, two top 40-type talents with 29 and 62. You're doing great. So this is instructive already. You can still get some really good players if you use that first-round pick on a receiver. Now you can get another future starter with you know outstanding athletic ability and, and is a terrific scheme fit. Okay, great. What about 92? Eric Stokes fell in this draft. I don't love Eric Stokes. He was getting legit first-round buzz for a while. I think the more people watched his tape, the more they realized he he has some limitations um, and probably needs some polishing. But at 92, you bank on the athletic traits all day. All day. A corner over six feet who runs four threes, um, and he's not a mod Carroll. He's not super grabby. Uh, he's got good ball skills. I think he could play in the slot in in zone coverage if you wanted him to. We'll have to get a little used to the zone coverage, but a lot of this, you know, the Vic Fangio scheme is match zone, and it, it is like man to your side in a lot of different formations. So if you come out of the top three picks with a corner, a tackle, and a receiver, it almost doesn't matter the order. I mean, really. You'd like to get the corner early based on the historical numbers. We've been over it. You know, that's the that's the smart place to, to allocate your resources. But if that's how this falls, you're in awesome shape. And then after that, just just figure, you know, th- take some shots. That's always what it is. I got I got in the fourth round back-to-back picks, Milton Williams, the defensive lineman from Louisiana Tech, and Bobby Brown, the third defensive lineman from Texas A&M. I've solved it. You don't need Tyler Lancaster. You don't even need Dean Lowry. Kiki, Williams, Brown, Clark, bet. You're good. That would be an athletic, talented, versatile front. The, the, the talent on day three in the defensive line is really good. This is why I'm not, I'm not looking on day one. And also because I just don't like those guys. I, I just I don't see, you know, Christian Barmore is is a first round pick. I guess if, if he's there at 29, I'd be OK with it because I'd understand you're banking on the potential and the upside of what he could be because he could be Kenny Clark 
After that, I don't like Levi Onzorike from from Washington. Um, Davian Nixon, you know, he's a day two kind of guy from Iowa. Like, don't love. It just it's not a it's not a class that wows me in the top hundred. So I'd rather wait for some of these other guys who are really just, you know, they're either niche players or they're they're athletic upside players. That's what I'm waiting on. I was able to get Tommy Tremble again from from Notre Dame. I think I think Green Bay just loves this guy, and and I keep putting him in these mocks because I I think they'd like to take him. Um, Kendra Green from Illinois. I think he's a center, but could play guard. He's your new swing interior offensive lineman. You got a swing tackle who could be a starter at tackle, could be a starter at guard. And then I'm just finding value. Benjamin St. Juice falls all the way to 214 in this situation. I don't think that's going to happen in real life, but he was there, so I got to do it. Jonathan Cooper, an athletic edge player from Ohio State, is there at 220. And then Drew Dahlman, who is a sleeper. I think I think Green Bay would like to take this guy. Played in the Pac-12. Very athletic. Really good tape. Um, and Brandon Thorne, who, who studies offensive line play as close as anyone in the media, absolutely loves this kid, thinks he's a top 100 kind of player, but it looks like he's projected to go on day three. Could be one of those, well, whoa, the Packers drafted a center on day three. If it's Drew Dahlman, don't be surprised. Don't be at all surprised because of what he can do, because of what athletically he could play probably guard or center. And then that gives you the chance to, to you know, have a Dylan Radens. At 62, just play tackle if you want him to. It gives you a lot of flexibility with what you can do with this roster. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They've got a wide array of flavors each one of them seemingly better than the next. And they're coming out with new flavors all the time. They're perfecting this technology, whatever that technology is. Uh, magic. I, I, don't, I, can't, I can't figure it out. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And yet, they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. It is truly a miracle. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On, an odyssey featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Odyssey is your new home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. There is a little bit of news that I just wanted to address quickly. We talked about this last week. Um, there, this, this this question about practice. I know we're talking about practice, not a game, not a game. Talking about practice. Well, practice is important because off-season workouts are set to begin, and guys have money tied up in bonuses. And so here is what Tom Silverstein reported. Um, He said, players are not going to be required to report for phase one. The first two weeks will be done virtually. Players do not have to work out at the facility. Credit for bonuses will be given. The preference will be on-field work for phases two and three. 
that they would they will want the the players there for that. The original reporting, Pro Football Talk, had said that the Packers were were trying to offer a compromise for offseason workouts. That the first phase, you know, would be essentially voluntary. You do it at home. Um, or you could come into the facility and then phase two and three, they'd want you there to collect your bonuses. Tom Silverstein is saying, uh, as long as you are, you know, a part of these, even virtually, that you are going to get credit for it. This is this is important for a number of reasons. Um, workouts are part of putting together your team. The coaches are learning things. The players are learning things. And then obviously bonuses, you know, the, the money is tight in Green Bay. And so, you know, guys not getting their money, players are obviously not going to be happy about it if they're not getting their money. The Packers might be happy to not pay all of these. Hopefully, this gets worked out. And so, you know, as as Tom Silverstein reported, um, there is still time after those two weeks. So guys doing the virtual part will still get credit for that. Now the NFL has to make a decision here. They have to they have to either they they have to meet the the protocol uh, requirements that the union is looking for. If nothing is done after those two weeks, um, then it sounds like, based on what Silverstein is reporting, that those who do not show up will not get their money. So the Packers are allowing guys to do the first two weeks virtually. Phase two and three, they want you in the building. Hopefully, we're able to put together, you know, some kind of system and protocols so that the that the union can feel comfortable with guys in the building. That would be ideal. And, you know, some some players have said they're boycotting. Some teams have already said we're not coming. We're not showing up. So far, Packers players have not made that um, that that declaration. And it is possible that Green Bay gets a little bit of a head start on all this because they get players in the building. You know, the numbers in Wisconsin, Wisconsin has been the best state in in the country vaccinating people. We don't know how many of the Packers players have been vaccinated, but presumably that would help. And maybe Green Bay can get some of these guys in the building. You know, they need the reps, especially the young players. They need the reps. This is a new defense. Um, And so, you know, you want to be with your guys as much as possible. Is it a big deal? No, probably not. But, you know, there's real money tied up in this. And it, there could there could be some really contentious disagreements on all of this. There could be arbitration and, and worse, potentially, if teams say we're not paying because guys don't want to come because the protocols are not in place. I mean, this, as Andrew Brandt would say, there, there will be lawyers. And so if they, they cannot come to an agreement in the next two weeks, you know, this could this could get a little this could get a little hairy. Uh, we'll see what happens, uh, and uh, of course we will we will follow it along all week. Speaking of following, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that nine two zero three four one three seven seven five to stay locked on Packers.